Welcome back to another daily walk. Well, today we want to ask and answer this question. Somebody actually sent me this, said it was a stupid question. It's not a stupid question. It's actually a very good one. And his question is, who judges God? I mean, who watches the watchmen, right? Or as Matt Walsh said on a recent video, who grooms the groomers? Um, but who judges God? Hasn't he committed crimes against humanity by the standards of our ungodly world? Now, there's a few ways to look at the, um, at the interpretation here. Um, hasn't he committed crimes against humanity by the standards of our ungodly world? If you mean by our standards, they're irrelevant because God is not constrained to our standards. But looking at the question, I think what he might mean is, as we understand God, hasn't what he done been atrocities? And that's, I think, the, the bigger question what he's trying to ask. So is this true? Well, I'm going to say no. Um, God has not committed atrocities, uh, even by our standards, because his ways are so far above our ways. The first thing we have to look at is truth. What is truth? When we're talking about God and what he has done, we have to consider what truth is. Truth, by its core definition, is fidelity to a standard. Okay, fidelity to a standard. If I were to go into my old chemistry lab, as training as a chemist, and... I want to determine is this one uh, is this one liter of solution, and I want to be absolutely sure. What do you do? Well, I mean, obviously we have graduate cylinders. How do you know that graduate cylinder is one liter? Um, how do I know all these? Well, because we have the uh, the system of units, the international system of units, which actually has a uh, it basically has a museum and a place in there that has these standards by which all other things. So if I think that this graduate cylinder is not correct, I can take this to that place and I can measure it according to the standard by which defined what a leader is. God is the standard by which moral code is. It is an immutable aspect of God. He is truth. He is justice. He is mercy. He is love. He is wrath. The very character and nature and makeup of God is the standard by which all things are judged. So when we look at ungodly things in our world and, and atrocious humanities, we get the element of how bad this is based on the imprint because God created us in his own image. That is one of the mutable traits that we have. So God has mutable and immutable traits. One of those immutable traits is the standard by which everything is judged. This is why moral relativism is such a dangerous thing because moral relativism basically says, I'm going to do what is right for me, no matter what any external standard is, and you're excluding the external standard of God, who is the fidelity of all truth. So, how then can God be judged? He can't. Now, point two I'm going to make is that when God is executing judgment, he has perfect justice because he knows every element. There is no court of law where there's findings where things are brought in before the judge. He automatically knows everything and he perfectly weighs everything. 
He doesn't even have to question your motive. He doesn't have to cross-examine your witnesses to attempt to figure out what your character is. He knows the inner being thoughts that you have sometimes before you even think them yourself. And the reality is Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And because of this, all of us are destined for hell and all of us deserve hell. It is only by his mercy and by his grace that some of us do not receive that. Now, those of us who do not receive that, is that injustice? No, that is the point of Jesus Christ dying on the cross. That the pure gospel itself is that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. And in the words of Titus, to redeem us from every on, from all ungodliness and the worldly desires. He saves us. He redeems us from these lawless deeds to save us. Now, in saying that, because of the perfect sacrifice of Christ and his covering on those whom he bestows that covering, we receive the mercy and, the, uh, and justice is still fulfilled because of the sacrifice of Christ, but... His mercy is fulfilled. His justice is fulfilled. Now, we're going to get in, though, to the last point. And this is, I think, what a lot of people start thinking about. And I did misquote this earlier. I said it was Genesis, like, 12 or something. It's Genesis 15 the other day. And I did correct it on the notes, if you check the notes of the videos. But we are going to actually read this section of Scripture. This is from Genesis 15, verses 13 to 16. Because this, this answers some of what this is. God said to Abram, this is right before he changes his name to Abraham. God said to Abram, know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, where they will be enslaved and oppressed 400 years. But I will judge the nation whom they will serve, and afterwards they will come out with many possessions. Now, these verses, he's talking about the, um, the exile to Israel, the enslavement, excuse me, exile to Egypt, the enslavement by the Egyptians, and the exodus coming out of there, where even at the very end it says the Israelites plundered the Egyptians on the way. The Egyptians said, take all our stuff and get out of here, because God was sending like all these plagues and his destroying angel. That's what's in reference there. Uh, picking up at verse 15, as for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace and be buried at a good age. Then in the fourth generation, this is the time of Moses. They will return here for the iniquity of the Amorite is not yet complete. So that statement there, the iniquity of the Amorite is not yet complete. This is the conquest of Canaan. So this is the only group of people, the only group of people who God said, leave Egypt, this is the promised land, destroy everybody. You say, well, that's unjust because, I mean, God's killing all these innocent children and all of these little women and all these. Mm -mm. <clears throat> Do you know what the Amorites were like? I mean, think of like, let's combine, you know, of course, Putin's bigger than news. Let's combine Putin with Stalin, with Mao, and with Hitler. And they were Mother Teresa compared to the Amorites. Unfortunately, it's becoming much like America today. These were the guys that had this god called Moloch. Moloch was the god that you sacrificed your children to. 
So think about this. Right now, the Democratic Party in this country is trying to push laws that make abortion completely legal, even post-birth. 21 days in California, they're trying to pass a law. And I know there's a Politico fact check that says this is not true. Uh, fact check false. <laughs> Go ahead and have a look at the actual law itself. I did read it. Um, and it does, it, basically it decriminalizes any infant death um, up to, um, it was 28 days. I think I said 21 days. So it's up to 28 days. It's directly in the text of the law. Okay. No, they don't use the word infanticide, as PolitiFact wants to use, but it basically is allowing people to kill their children. <clears throat> and basically, basically what it does is it decriminalizes the killing of children, effectively is what the law does. And that is exactly what these guys were doing on a mass scale. They were going out and they were worshiping their god, Moloch, by sacrificing their children to him. These were those gods that, that God said to wipe all these nations out so that their gods do not intermingle. And what do we find through as we read through the history, read um, uh, the books of Samuel, the, primarily the, though the books of Kings and summarized also in Chronicles, you will find that these nations adopted these gods. They adopted these. I argued in my book, Hezekiah's Prayer, uh, that according to Jewish tradition, Hezekiah was sacrificed to Moloch, but he survived. Leading to lifelong health issues, which is why he inexplicably died at a young age without dying in battle. All right, uh, Because his father was worshipping Moloch and was pass passing infants, uh, his children, to the fires. Um, and that's the thing that we see. So, no, these were not innocent nations. These were not just peaceful, loving people hanging out and God sends these Israelites to go and kill them because, wow, no. These were the worst of the worst. These were people that were killing their children. These were the people like like the, the old Native Americans. They were engaged in wholesale slaughter and anybody and everybody around them. This is the way the world was. So, no, those people were not innocent people. They were judged by God for their deeds. And indeed, when Israel itself adopted those gods, they were judged by God for their deeds. That's what the Assyrian and the Babylonian captivities were about. And then they bring back, and then at this point in time, we are, have this new covenant. But by the way, guys, we as a nation will still get judged. If we allow the wholesale slaughter of our infants, we're already allowing the total sterilization of our youth this is which is also evil but the fact of the matter is no god does not need judged he is the ultimate judge he has not committed atrocities by human standards because a he is god b he is the standard by which all truth is measured c all have sinned and thus are uh, culpable for their sin but uh, D, that God did not call for the wholesale wiping out of every nation who got in Israel's way. It was specifically these Amorite nations, these Canaanite nations, who were so godless they needed wiped off of the earth. It was the same people, if you go back and have a look at Genesis chapter 6, um, and back in Genesis chapter 6, it says that, that God is chooses to wipe them out. Let me uh, <clears throat> get down here. Um, Verse 6, the Lord was sorry he made man on the earth, 
and he was grieved in his heart. And the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I've created from the face of the land, from man to animals, to creeping things, to birds of the sky. I'm sorry I have made them. Uh, I, I should have done verse five. The Lord saw the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that the intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. No, God, there is no need to judge God. He has not done atrocities. He has purified the land. And in the new covenant, in Christ, as we give ourselves to Christ, the new covenant says that now we as people indwelt by Christ now have the capacity to do good. I referenced Titus earlier. The completion of the verse I referenced earlier in Titus is he will redeem um, people of his own possession zealous for good deeds. Or also in the words of Ephesians 2.10, we are God's workmanship created unto Christ Jesus unto good works, which he prepared in advance for us to do. The whole point of this new covenant is for us to come to Christ and to live our lives with that spirit and that heart of God. And the whole rest of the world around us seeks destruction. And I have a friend actually, just as a final concluding story, that the landlord came in and said, hey, we, have, we can give you free rent for 18 months. And he looked over the paperwork and it was all related to the, to the COVID money. Literally COVID money. We're going to hand it. He's like, it would, it would be a violation of my integrity to accept this money because I wasn't displaced by COVID. But they still wanted to fill them out. Just, oh, just take our free money. Just take our free. It's, it's free. It's just coming from the government. That, I mean, that's the type of stuff. He had the morality and integrity to say, I don't care who it's coming from. It's not meant for me. That is the sign of a person who Christ indwells. Christ indwells to say, I'm not taking that. I'm going to stand on morality and ethics instead. That is what we are allowed to do in the new covenant. Well, this is a much longer daily walk than I like to do, but I thought it was an excellent question and uh, deserved an excellent long answer. So thanks for watching, everybody. Have a look over the website, rwalkinchrist.com. Sign up for the newsletters. We will see you next time. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out rwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.